So let's face it, managing compliance sucks. It's complicated, it's so hard to keep organized, and it requires a ton of expertise in order to survive the entire process. Welcome to Compliance Unfiltered, a podcast dedicated to making compliance suck less. Now, here's your host, Todd Cashew with Adam Goslin. Well, welcome in to another edition of Compliance Unfiltered. I'm Todd Cashew alongside the gingerbread to your compliance latte, Mr. Adam Goslin. How the heck are you, sir? I'm doing good, Todd. How about yourself? Man, I cannot complain. Today, we're talking about dodging bullets, or in this case, buses. We're going to have a conversation about uh, you know, what you like to call hit-by-the-bus planning. Now, what happens in an organization when someone is hit by the proverbial bus adam well you know the uh, you know it's the, the what people need to think through is you know what would happen if somebody in your organization got you know cut cream by a bus on the way to work tomorrow um you know or whatever monday whatever whatever it may be your next work day um but you know we all like to think we've got you know basic control of our lives but you know the reality is is that there's a infinite number of possibilities that are outside of our control that could happen at any moment uh you know we don't know for sure somebody's going to be at work tomorrow um the daily plans can get you know can get immediately derailed so you know when i'm consulting with clients i'll often lead them through a hit by the bus scenario you know what happens if you know a key person gets hit by a bus on their way to work um and it might sound like a far-fetched concept you know who actually gets hit by a bus um you know (laughs) one would ask themselves what are the chances that that would actually happen and funny enough one of the people that's associated with TCT itself uh, went, uh, we'll call it, uh, thank God they're okay, but they went above and beyond and managed to actually get hit by a bus. It was, once I knew they were okay, it was literally one of the most astounding, uh, you know, moments of my, uh, of my career, shall we say. Um, you know, so it was, uh, we, 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 needless to say, we had a lot of internal, internal fun, but yeah, they were on their, they were on their, uh, bicycle heading to work and, uh, and got, uh, got literally hit by a bus and put out a commission for a while. So, you know, the, the reality is unexpected things happen every day. Um, a sudden illness, you know, put your HR person in the hospital, your CFO's in a serious auto accident, your IT director has an aneurysm, uh, house fire takes somebody's life. You know, you never, ever know, um, you know, and if you aren't prepared, you know, then your business could be materially impacted by, you know, by one of these events. So why is it important for all organizations to prepare for this possibility? Well, you know, the I like to call it my my hit by a bus. I typically will short form to HBB, um, but the hit by the bus scenario, uh, you know, it's a it's a euphemism for anybody being instantly gone, um, you know, suddenly without warning, um, and you don't have any ability to contact them to get information, to get insight, to get answers, uh, you know, and in this, you know, kind of hit by a bus scenario. You know, you're left on your own to to figure out. You know, what was it that this person knew? Uh, for it, it really, from years of experience and learned insights. Um, you know, there are a few organizations that that will take the time to ask the question. 
you know, what happens if this person is no longer part of our organization without warning? Uh, and it's really something that every company needs to prepare for uh, because it could happen to any company at any time. So, you know, if you're taking your if you're taking your business continuity and your disaster recovery seriously, you know, then you also need to look at that hit by a bus scenario. You know, in a lot of cases, you can't just it's not a simple matter of stepping into somebody's shoes, uh, you know, within an organization that's no longer there. You know, you don't have time on your side. You're it's going to take time to close up you know, what could be years of knowledge gaps, you know, and whatnot. You know, if you lose somebody that that's central to some, you know, manual payroll process type of thing and you're and you're three days away from payday, you know, you could you could be really screwed. <laughs> you know, type type of deal. So, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. When you you know, what if you lose somebody that was you know, flipping a whole bunch of switches every week to keep your products operational. You didn't have any idea what switch did they flip? How'd they flip them? Where are these switches? How do I flip them? Uh, you know, what order do I flip them in? Uh, you know, what the, you know, what do these switches do when they get flipped? I mean, you, you could, depending on who you lost, you could have all sorts of really horrifying scenarios, right? You could be missing your invoicing. You could be missing your, uh, you know, your your payment process. Your products could be dead in the water. You know, there could be all sorts of different scenarios that that could take place, uh, depending on who you lose. Now, that's a that is a rattling thought. Now, how should organizations go about planning for this? Well, the only way to mitigate the, uh, you know, the, the, the bus factor, if you will, um, you know, is to develop some cross functionality for every single area of your entire company, everything, everybody, every vendor, you know, look at it, it really what it takes is it takes looking at the organization with a different set of eyeballs. Uh, you know, don't go under the presumption that certain people are more critical than other people. Yeah, you're you're probably right. You can probably pick out some of the key people, but you'd be surprised. Uh, you know, the the pockets of singular knowledge that exist within an organization. You know, there there it could be a critical vendor that's you know an easy one to overlook. It's a mid range developer that happens to be the only one that knows fill in the blank. Uh, could be somebody in your customer service department. So, you know, the 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 reality is that, uh, you know, the reality is planning takes time uh, as you're going through this process. And you need to prioritize uh, the scenarios to work on first. Uh, and every department, you know, should be given responsibility for developing these plans so that they can, you know, share that uh, that workload kind of across your organization. Absolutely. So where do folks start and what should they do? Well, the first step is to, to kind of uh, identifying your top individuals. So prioritizing the people to, to focus on first. So we need to determine the impact on the organization. If, if this individual were to be suddenly gone, which person's absence would have the greatest effect on the company? You know, that's really where you want to start planning. Uh, you know, one of the things I'd recommend to organizations is, you know, incorporating this activity as part of your interviewing process for your annual risk assessment, um, asking the people you're talking to, you know, who are the who are the top X people 
in your company that uh, you know that you you can least afford to lose, uh, you know, type of thing. You want you don't want the number like if I got a company of fifty people, I don't want to give them twenty five, you know, twenty five picks, right? Uh, instead, what I want is I want to uh, give them maybe they got to identify three people, but interview all fifty of your people. Give them three names that they, they can only pick three names. These are the only three people that you can, you know, kind of, you know, that, that you could, you know, that you could least afford to lose. And, uh, you know, go ahead and get that, get those numbers. And when you finish doing all your interviews, then tally up the, uh, tally up the names, uh, who got the most votes, etc. you know, and then using that, uh, you know, kind of matrix, use that to go through and, and identify who are those, you know, individuals that are, you know, likely to have singular knowledge or, you know, be super critical, you know, and then what you've got to do is you've got to go in, you know, capturing the information, you know, you want, you've got a, ser a series of documentation and training that needs to take place, capture the information that only these people know, get it documented, make it readily accessible in a central location. Uh, you know, once you've kind of acquired that information, that knowledge, then doing cross-training, uh, you know, with multiple other individuals so that, you know, the you're, you're spreading the, you know, the notion of this singular knowledge and, uh, you know, and, uh, and, and really spreading it out across the organization. So is this totally a set it and forget it sort of thing right like this is just something you do one time and you keep it moving yes <laughs> <laughs> i i appreciate you teeing this one up for me oh hell no uh you know you you don't want to do this exercise once and move on um you know it, an, an organization is alive it's constantly changing there's new people coming in there's people that are leaving there's new uh, skills that are being developed within the company. You've got new service offerings. Uh, you've got varying levels of knowledge transfers that were, you know, kind of set forth and then actually happened, you know, type of thing. You, you know, you've got, uh, you've got a whole bunch of, uh, you know, a whole bunch of different arenas within the organization that really need to get addressed. You want to go back, you want to review your scenarios, redo your interviews each year, um, identify now who are my top, you know, my, my top people that where I've got, uh, that I can least afford to lose and why, you know, et cetera. But you want to go through that process basically each year, uh, identifying any new gaps that, you know, that may have come up since the last time that you, you know, that you went through and did that exercise. Now, parting shots and thoughts for the folks this week, Adam, specifically, what challenges do organizations face headed down this path? Well, you know, the one thing that, that folks need to be need to be ready for is that there are people within organizations that will determine their value, you know, to the organization by the knowledge that only they possess. Um, you know, they use it as a shield. They think this is going to keep keep them protected, keep them, you know, so that they can't be replaced, you know, et cetera. And they hold on to this stuff tightly, uh, you know, and, you know, while that approach has a certain logic to them, uh, you know, the, the reality is, is that they're putting the organization at risk. 
no single individual, um, you know, it should be more important than the overall organization. Uh, you know, and holding that information hostage can't be permitted. Um, you know, we just need to, and, and, and you know, for an, for an established organization, it may take a little bit of time uh, to kind of go through the, you know, go, go through the process of getting everybody's brains headed in the right direction. You know, but, you know, even at TCT, um, you know, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not irreplaceable. Um, you know, we have, uh, you know, I, I, I deliberately built redundancy into the, into the organization. So we've got, you know, different people that could step in, perform the, you know, the critical functions of the organization so that, you know, we've got multiple people that have shared knowledge, you know, and, and whatnot. You know, we look at it as an obligation to the company and to, and to each other. Uh, to make sure that we've got, you know, the, those levels of redundancy, you know, for, for a small organization, it's tough to get, you know, this full scale redundancy, but that's really where, you know, you go in, you look at the, you know, you look at the people that have singular knowledge and you do your best to mitigate that risk. Whatever you can do to mitigate it is going to be better than where you were before. Um, you know, do you, do you know where, you know, where you're most vulnerable if somebody got hit? Uh, you know, by the proverbial bus, uh, you know, what would happen if the wrong person was instantly gone? Um, you know, you don't want to sit around waiting to find out uh, because uh, what you don't expect to happen eventually will. Um, so uh, a strong recommendation have uh, organizations get into the mode of starting that contingency planning and start doing it today. And that right there, that's the good stuff. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode of Compliance Unfiltered. I'm Todd Cashel. And I'm Adam Goslin. Hope we help to get you fired up to make your compliance suck less.